for his goodness, for his faithfulness. Even in this, God is good. God is faithful. Hallelujah. Thank the praise team for always setting me up for my sermon. Amen. To all of you, to those that is virtually watching us, thank you for your support. You have continually kept the church open with your finances, with your tithing. And we thank you. That's not a small thing. That's an awesome thing because you know that God is faithful. God is good. So thank you. Thank you. For those that are here, God bless you. For those that are watching, God bless you. Hallelujah. Let's get into the word. Amen. We've been working out of our series out of the 23rd Psalm, seeing Jesus as our Lord, Shepherd, and Savior, living a life used by God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are on the 10th message of this series. I hope you've been getting blessed by it. I hope you've been tracking me. I, I hope that God is speaking something into your spirit. Amen. Amen. Today as we read, we are reading from verse 1 to verse 4. Can't, can't get out of 4. It's, there's, some, there's so much in this. Let us read. We're coming out of the Amplified Classic, and it reads as such in our hearing. A Psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd to feed, guide, and shield me. I shall not lack. He make me lie down in green, tender, green pastures. He lead me beside the still, restful waters. He refreshes and restores my life, myself. He leads me in a path of righteousness, uprightness, and right standing with him. Not of my earning. But it's for his name's sake. Hallelujah. Yea, though, yea, though I walk through the deep, sunless valley of the shadow of death, I will fear or dread no evil, for you are with me. Your rod to protect me, your staff to guide, they comfort me. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, even now, speak, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Move Tracy out of the way, and you speak. Speak within the house. Speak through the virtual church. Speak, Lord, till you speak into our spirit that we may hear you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The subject matter I want to deal with, because we still deal with blessings on the other side of through, which means that we're not through yet. <laughs> we're still in the valley. So the question really is, how do we get to our blessing when we're still in the valley? How, how, how do we make it? How, how do we survive when things are not the way we want them to be, the way we think they ought to be, when it seems like all hell yeah, 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 yeah. has broke loose? 
Some of us think that trouble ought to leave quickly, but wonder if it doesn't. Wonder if, if, if on top of the pandemic, on top of the racial injustice, on, on top of everything that is happening in society, you got trouble in your house. You got trouble in your body. You got trouble all around you. I mean, I mean, none of us, I don't care how holy you think you are, is exempt. Matter of fact, can I be honest with you? The closer you walk with him, the more trouble you can expect because the battle is about your faith. Satan is trying to make you doubt the goodness and the faithfulness of God. See, it's not about your situation. He don't care nothing about your car, but he will mess with your car to make you doubt the goodness of God. <laughs> see, see, the question is, is God good when things go bad? Is God, is the character of God, is the character of God still good when, when things happening around you is not good? Hallelujah. David is giving us this illustration that the shepherd will at times have to take the sheep through a valley, through danger, through situations that is not what you would say, where the sheep want to be. Matter of fact, he says it's dark, it's a valley, there's trouble, there's danger. But, but the shepherd knows where he's taking them. The shepherd has something, has intention, has goodness in mind, and, and the sheep has to trust him even though they don't understand what is happening. Hallelujah. Listen, my brothers and sisters, if you know the Lord Jesus Christ, if you are a Christian, God will not always explain himself. As many times God expects us to, to look beyond what we're going through, to look beyond what has happened, to look beyond your circumstances and know that he's with you, he got you, he is for you. Notice what David says in this song. The shepherd is before him, the shepherd is leading him, and the shepherd is taking them through. Ah, uh, so somebody need to shout with me. The question is not where you are or what you're going through, but is he's with you while you're going through? Is, 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 is he in your trouble? Is he in your situation? Is, is he, does he got you? I mean, even though you still, he hasn't taken you out, but in the midst of your mess, in the midst of your situation, in the midst of your heartache, in the midst of your tears, can you stand bold and say, but I know you got me. I know you with me. Listen, his goodness is not based on what he's going to do. It's based on what he has already done. You should be able to look back over your life and say, God's been good to me. Already proven himself. Satan is his, his objective is to move you out of position because of the hardness of the storm. Because you've been waiting too long. Because it hasn't happened yet. God's objective is 
to pull away the flesh so that the spirit can stand up strong. I used to work at a foundry, a iron foundry. Bird used to be there. He know what I'm talking about. And, 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 and they have this furnace that heats up to 3,000 degrees Fahrenheit. They will bring in what we call pig iron. And the reason why it's pig iron is iron ores, but it's been dug up. But it's rocks in it, it's dirt in it, it's other things in it. What was amazing to me when I first got there is that they did not clean the iron ores up. They put it in the furnace with all the dirt, with all the mess, with all the crud, with all it being attached to it, it has stuff attached to it that wasn't iron. Now, you got to understand, in order to make the product, what they wanted was the iron. So they had to detach, they had to strip away the other stuff that was attached to the iron ore. You know how they did it? They did it in the fire. You know what God is doing with some of us? He got us in the fire because he's stripping away the stuff that doesn't look like him, that doesn't sound like him, that doesn't believe like him, that, that's not chasing him. Is there anybody in the house? Is there anybody looking at me that God got you in the fire and you wonder what he's up to? Well, well, God, when it seems like he's not doing nothing, God is doing something on the inside. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is amazing. David is saying, look what David says in this song. He says, though I'm in the valley, he says, I Fear not the trouble. He's not saying trouble's not there. But he said, I don't fear the trouble because he's with me. Did you get that? This is what he's saying. He says, I believe the presence of the Lord is enough to hold me in the valley. I was in the office, and, and me and a couple of ministers were talking, and, 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 and they brought up the fact that in the valley, there's other valleys. <laughs> in the valley, there's ditches. In the valleys, there's dips. There's, 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 there's the valley is not consistent, which means that the valley can go lower. Have, have, have you ever been in a situation that you thought it was bad? I mean, you thought you were as low as you can go, and then something else happens. <laughs> have, you, have you ever been in the situation where, where you thought that this was it, that if it got any worse and it got twice as worse? You know, I, I keep on telling people, God, Satan don't play onesie. He plays threesie, foursie, fivesie, sixie. And when trouble coming at you like that, know that it's spiritual attack. Know that Satan is trying to test your faith. It's always about your faith. It's always about are you trusting God? See, you got to be able to stand flat-footed and see God in the midst of your trouble. Even when God's not saying anything, when it's like he's not doing anything. Listen, if 
God, if Christ died for you, since he died for you on Calvary, I always go back to Calvary and I know he did it for me. And when I look at how much he loved me, he changed me. He came and got me. He rescued me. He rescued you. If he loves us like that, won't he keep you through everything else? He don't. His wisdom don't have to answer all the questions of my wisdom. I'm glad he don't show me everything ahead of time. I'm glad he shows me one step at a time. Because if I was to see, I couldn't take it. You couldn't take it. So, 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 look, 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 look. He's a lamp unto my feet. A lamp only gives you enough light for the very next step. Can, can you handle the very next step? Can't you take the very next step? He'll give you enough grace. Matter of fact, let, let me show you some more principles. When God shows you something, when God promised you something, the reason why he shows you, he shows you because he knows trouble coming. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Have God ever showed you and given you a promise and you know it's from God and immediately after he showed it to you, all hell broke loose? Listen, you wonder what's going on? Well, what happened is God gave you something to hold on to. He preempted, he strategized. He gave you something to hold on to because he knew hell was coming your way. So he gave you enough that if you hold on to it, it will carry you through the valley. It will carry you through your tears. It will carry you through your heartache. God will always show you enough that if you hold on to it, if you keep your eyes on it, he will take you through. He said, he said, he said, he said, he said, he said, his rod, his rod, he will know when he's with me. When he's with me, his rod is with me, and his rod protects me. Isaiah 55, I believe it says, he said, he said, the weapon, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Listen what it says, though. He said, he doesn't say a weapon isn't formed. It is formed. You can watch it being formed. You can watch it set up. You can watch people strategizing against you. But if you keep your eyes on the Lord, I mean, I mean, they will plot against you. I mean, they will talk about you. You know, I'm learning that God will fight your battles. I'm learning that, that if you trust him, when God starts fighting, he knocks everybody out. God will move people out the way. God will, God, 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 God will just be God in your life if you let him. If you let him. If you let him. My brother and sister, my sister. He said, he said and, he, and, he, and, he, and he guides me. There are times when, most all the time, you shouldn't depend on your own wisdom. But there are times when it's critical you have a listening ear. There are times, especially when you're in the valley, you can't afford to make a mistake. It will set you back. It may even destroy you if you don't keep your eyes on him. 
The sheep are scared. They, they are gathered in a line. But they know that I can't turn to the right. I can't turn to the left. I got to keep my eyes on him. Why? Because, because you, know, you know when there's danger seen and unseen. You know when you're in spiritual battle. You know that, that this is a critical time. I, I got to do more praying. I got to do more praising. I, I can't afford not, 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 not to spend time with him. There's times when, when it's critical. God, God will wake you up in the middle of the night and say, Pray. God, God, God will bring praise out of you when you don't feel like doing it. Listen, it's not about your feelings. It's about that I know his word. I know what he says. I know his character, that he's good, that he's faithful, that he's righteous, and I'm counting on him because I need him. I hope I'm talking to somebody. It is, it is, it is, it is, it is, it is, it is Psalms 119 that says they're 70 and 72. Their hearts was callous and unfeeling. He said, but I delighted. Let me, let me explain what this is saying. He said, there are people whose heart is callous and unfeeling and they can't sense the spirit. <laughs> but David said, but I have learned how to delight in his law because his law speaks to my heart. Y'all got me. Even when you're not understanding the word, read the word because what it's doing is take away the callus on your heart. I got calluses on my hand right here that I can stick pins through. No feelings to it. Okay? I, I, sometimes I do it just for the fun of it. <laughs> okay? Now watch this. Watch this. Watch this. There's people, they're wrong, and they don't know they're wrong. They don't get convicted no more. They don't feel no conviction. The Holy Spirit is speaking. And they, you know, you know what? You, you know, and, and, and don't, don't think you can't get there. It, it's a good thing when God convicts you. It's a good thing when God corrects you. It's a good thing when you feel bad. It's a good thing. Why? Because it says that God is working on me. He says, he said, he said, he said it was good. That's right. It's good that I was afflicted. Huh? It's good that you went through the storm. It's good that you hurt. It's good that you was tempted. He said, because through that I learned. I have, not, I, I have learned more in the valley than I have ever learned on the mountaintop. It's in the valley I learned his voice. It was in the valley I learned to trust him. It was in the valley he taught me how good he is. It's in the valley I recognized he had me. It was in the valley that God showed me his principle. There's something good. More precious than gold. More precious than silver is him. Look at, look at, watch this. Go to Exodus. Here Moses, Moses agreed with David. Exodus 33, 12 and 16. He says, then Moses said to the Lord, see, you said to me, bring up this people. Let me explain what Moses is dealing with. He has just brought them out of Egypt. 
He, he, God had worked many miracles, destroyed the Egyptians' God. Moses go up on the mountain to get the Ten Commandments. And when he's, he's gone for 40 days, when he come down, the people are all over the place doing everything. <laughs> Hold on now. Can you imagine Moses saying, after all that God has done, after all God has worked through my hands, and I'm supposed to take you all to the promised land? He goes back up on the mountain, and this is, this is what amazes me. He's, he said, you said to me, Brandy, this is the assignment you gave me. This is the place you put me. These are about two million people. I wonder if we was in this place where we complain about the situation. But look what he said. But you have not let me know who you send with me. He said, he said you haven't let me know who's going to help me. Then he says, he says, Said you, you, he said, yet you have said, I know you by name, that I have also found grace in you. You know what he said? He said, you, you know me. You know how frail I am. You know everything about me. And you put me here. <laughs> there are times when your situation will make you feel small in your own eyes. Amen. Don't think that is a curse. That's a blessing. God is not asking you to bring your own strength to the table. He's asking you to, be, to depend on him and let him be your source and your resource. Look what he says. Therefore, I pray if I have found grace in your eye. He's not complaining, but he's stepping up higher. He says, show me your way, because my way ain't working. He says, that I may know that you, I may know that I may know you and that I may find grace in your sight. Consider this people, this nation of yours, your people. Then he says this. He said, Lord, he said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Look what God says. He says, my presence. Huh? He didn't say I'm going to fix it. He didn't say I was going to change them. He didn't say, hey, I'm going to give you more power. He said one thing, my presence will go with you. Uh, so, somebody ought to be shouting about now. So, so somebody ought to know what I'm talking about. When God, when his presence falls on you, he don't have to take you out your situation, but his presence, when he show you more of himself, when he, when he come and rock you to sleep in the middle of the night, when, when, when he shows up and, 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 and he fix you, he, he holds you, he, 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 he does it for you. Listen, not even changing the situation, but you know that you know that you know he got you covered. You know he got you in his hands. You know that he's with you in the midst of the trouble. You know that God is going to make a way somehow. Just, Lord, you got me. I asked the question, 
Are we looking at the trouble or are we looking at him? Are we looking at Trump or are we looking at our Lord? Are we looking at the pandemic or are we looking at him? He, he, he may not remove what we think he ought to remove. But he is greater and beyond whatever the trouble is. And he's saying to us that he is enough. No matter what your trouble is, no matter what your situation is. See, anything that takes our eyes off of him is an idol. If it's good, bad, or indifferent, if we're looking at it more than we're looking at him, it's an idol. But I tell you, when you set your eyes on him, when you determine, I'm going to trust you, Lord. You hear Job is, he said, though you slay me, yet will I trust you. Job is saying, yes, 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 I'm in trouble. But I'm not even asking you to move it yet. I'm asking you, Lord, I'm going to trust you. I don't know what you're up to, but I trust you. David says this in Psalm 27 when he said, one thing I desire, one thing I'm looking for is you. Somehow, Satan is an expert at getting us to look at everything else. We look at what happened in our neighbors. We, we're looking at stuff on TV. We're looking at everything around us. And I'm sure he's saying, I'm right here. Why are you looking at every place else? Do we, when we pray, talk more about the problem than we praise him? Is he the focus? Is he the source? Is he our everything? I think that trouble lifts you higher. When God got you in a place where all you got is him. Oh, shut your mouth. When, 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 God, when God has stripped away all of your A's and Z's and you stuck there. And the only thing you can do is look up. Oh, I know what I'm talking about. The, the best place I ever been, when, when I was valley low, when all I had was him, and the only thing I could do, I had no other option. It was either die in the valley or look up to my Lord and say, Lord, you all I got, but you all I need. I make up my mind. I'm determined to see you, to hold on to you, to bless you. You say you can feel me. You say you can fix me. You say you can do it. All right, then. I'm going to trust you at your word. Moses allowed this experience and he even go deeper and said, Lord, let me see your glory. Let me explain what glory is. Glory is his excellency of character. Psalms 103. Psalms 103.7. Many times we stop at verse 7, but we need to refather. He says, the summit says, he made known his ways, that's his heart, his righteousness, his justice, his character to Moses, but his acts to the children of Israel. You know what that's saying? 
They saw what was in his hand, but they didn't see his heart. Moses saw his heart. Watch the next verse. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, plentiful in mercy, loving kindness. He not always chide or be contending, neither does he keep his anger forever or hold a grudge. He has not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquity. But as the a, as a heavens are higher than the earth, so are his mercy and loving kindness to those who reverent and worshipfully fear him. As far as the east from the west, so as he has removed our transgression from us. As our father loves and pity of his children, so the Lord loves and pity of those who fear him. He knows our frame. He earnestly remembers the imprint on our, he, we are imprinted on his heart. He knows we are but dust. Oh, do you hear what he's saying? He said, I'm full of compassion towards you. Matter of fact, the Greek is compassion, and Hebrew is because he's really taking this from when God shows himself. He's saying that I am compassionate. Matter of fact, I'm pregnant with you. I'm attached to you. And if I'm attached to you, you ought to be getting my resource. You ought to be feeding off of me. Hallelujah. 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 I, I wonder today, is there anybody in the house know that the Lord is good? Have you looked past your faults and saw your knees? Do you know that your sins been cast from east to west with me that never meet again? Do you know he buried it and God don't remember it? Do you know that God has covered you? If you are in Jesus Christ, you're covered and that God got you. God got you. Listen to David. He said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked come up against me, he says, eat up my flesh, my enemies and my foes, they stumble and fail. You know, have you ever been where people was after you? Well, where are they now? Where are they now? Didn't God take care of it? Didn't God bring you through? Didn't God make a way out of nowhere? He said, war will rise up. Army and cap against me. But one thing, one thing shall I desire. One thing will I chase after. I wonder, did you got the one thing? He said, in a time of trouble, he hides me. He hides me. That nobody, your enemy can't even see you. God is just that good. He said he set me on a rock. When God lifts you, can't nobody tear you down. He said, so I praise him. I worship him. He goes on to say that even if my mother and father forsake me, he will adopt me as his child. He got me. He got you. Stay with me. He got me. He goes on to say, he goes on to say that I would have faded. I would have gave up. I would have thrown in the towel. But I got a confidence based on who he is, based on his faithfulness and goodness. I know too much about him for you to make me doubt him. I've been through some things. It may not look good right now, but I know he got me in his hands. I know he loves me. I know he fight my battle. How I know
I haven't lost my mind. I haven't lost my senses. He brought me this far. If he brought me this far, he's going to carry me all the way. I believe to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait. Have an expectation. Wait. Don't lose hope. Wait. Expect something from him. Know that God is up to something. Tell your neighbor he's up to something. I don't know what he's up to, but he's up to something. I feel it in my spirit. He's not through blessing you. He's not through seeing about you. Wait, 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 wait. When you don't know what to do, wait some more. Tired not of praise. Tired not of worship. Tired not of prayer. They say, I ain't going nowhere. I'm staying right here because I know his presence. I'm staying in his presence. No matter how dark it gets, no matter how hard it gets, I'm safe in his arms. You are safe in his arms. Hallelujah. On virtual, there's some numbers that's going to come up. And the 400 number, somebody will answer. Hallelujah. Somebody will call you back. You need to accept the Lord as your Savior. You need to let him in. And he will become everything. I don't know how he does it. I just know that he does it. Hallelujah. If there's somebody in the house that, that haven't accepted Jesus, or you will become this men, part of this church. Justin, stand up. That young man right there, go to the door. You can get up and meet him, and he will pray with you. He will talk with you. He will show you how to become a member of this church. Hallelujah. I'm praying for you. That you hold on to him. I don't know how rough this is going to get. I don't know how long the pandemic is going to be. I don't know who's going to win the election. But I know that the Lord sits high and looks low. I know he's in perfect control. I know he loves us. He loves us. He loves us. And he got us in his arms. Hallelujah. Can I pray with you? Father, even now in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, your presence. Above everything else, your presence. Because in your presence, you fight our battle. In our presence is your protection. In your presence is guidance. In your presence is joy, peace, comfort, blessing. Lord, it's you. Lord, it's you. Take our eyes off of everything else. And you direct our path. 
You give us direction and give us power to do what you have told us to do. Father, touch everyone that's under the sound of my voice. Lord, cover them now. Lord, Lord, your anointing, Lord, just encourage their heart. Let there be a release. Let there be a deliverance. Let there be a healing. Lord, whatever they need, help them to find it in you, Lord. In you, Lord. Father, thank you for loving us. Thank you for caring about us. Thank you that we're always on your heart. Touch, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, just touch, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being part of our service. We will continue to be here at 10 o'clock on every Sunday. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The praise team is coming back now. Your mercy 